What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back to the uh, uh, Six Rings Canes here on um, uh, NC State. This is the NC State preview uh, show here, joined by Vish. Uh, Vish, you know, not not nothing too crazy to kind of talk about here. This is, you know, this is a big game in the sense that Miami still controls their destiny in the ACC. Uh, they're coming off of a, a tough win in overtime again for off, uh, you know, beating Virginia in, in overtime. Uh, Virginia's a tough program, right? Regardless of record, throw the records out the door. We mentioned this in the show uh, that you know the ACC is is just kind of up for grabs right now. It's it's, F, it's FSU and everybody else, right? So you've got you've got Miami right in the mix at, at two and two in the ACC right now. Um, yeah, and you've got some other teams up there like uh, uh, Louisville and um, Duke and whatnot that are in the mix as well. So you've got an opportunity here to go into a tough environment in, uh, in, in Raleigh and, and face a team, you know, again, it's a night game as well, uh, over in Raleigh against NC state, a team that, uh, has just recently made a switch to quarter, uh, in quarterback, right. They've got a new, a new older, old, old quarterback, I guess you can say an MJ Morris, who's been in the program for a couple of years now, uh, you know, inserted a couple games ago and it looks like the offense is not necessarily look this is not a great offense by any means they were ranked in the hundreds if i'm not mistaken this is a team that is still work in progress on the offense side of the ball but they are ranked 30th overall in defense so uh for me i kind of want to key in first on, on this offense look this offense has scored some points don't get me wrong you know they started off scoring 24 then they scored uh, uh, 45 against VMI, obviously not really great teams. I think their highest output was against Marshall, which that was the first game that MJ Moore started when they beat Marshall 48-41. So they were able to score some points there, but then they got blanked at Duke the following week and then beat you know a tough Clemson team um, uh, at home. I believe it was at home. It was, yeah. Last, last week as well. So it's it's they're a bit of of an up and down team right now. Record is five and three, but like I said, 
You know, this is a team that we could potentially, uh, um, you know, do really well on, on on the defensive side of the ball and 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 hopefully run the ball a little bit against this team as well. Your take on what NC State has done this year? I mean, obviously we were, you know, everybody was excited over there in Raleigh. I'm sure with Brennan Armstrong when he transferred over from Virginia, thinking that they were going to have this prolific offense that was going to score a ton of points. Uh, hasn't been the case, although he is their leading rusher, which kind of tells me that their running game is not that strong either, right? So what can you expect from this, you know, NC State offense and the Miami defense to kind of be able to neutralize what they got going on in the passing game with KC Concepcion, who's who's definitely a stud, a freshman kid, but he can do it all. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, Jazz. As you said, they, they switched quarterbacks, and Brian Armstrong came in, you know, with like this guy's going to lead them to the – ACC championship, and they're gonna. They were one. Of, they were one of the teams picked to finish ahead of Miami. There were four teams. Uh, it was uh, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and North Carolina State that were picked to finish ahead of Miami. So they had these high expectations. Didn't really work out, um, and they've they've gone back to MJ Morris, but you know, looks very similar to the offense. It's different stylistically. Like he doesn't run. Brennan Armstrong's their leading rusher, but the production. I mean, they put up forty eight against Marshall. But then they turned around and, and put up three against Duke. Like that's all they stay only had a field goal in that game. And they turned around and put up 24 on Clemson. But if you look at their arc of their season, that's not that different than when Brennan Armstrong was in there. So I, I don't know that much as I just I think they're probably looking at this and don't really have a solution to fixing it. Um so they're just gonna go with what they got. Um in terms of what the Canes need to do. Um, I mean, Brian Armstrong is more of a threat to run than than MJ Morris is. So hopefully that'll like last week they had to leave a spy in basically the whole game. They probably don't need to do that here. They do have a couple of running backs like to lean on, so you know make sure that they're not able to do that. And like you said, roll the coverage to Concepcion. I don't think we did a good job last week on Washington, um, Virginia stud receiver of they were just able to because we, we don't we don't like to travel our corners we don't like to travel our secondary so they were able to just move him into the slot line him up on backers and safeties and let him go to work and i can't imagine that nc state didn't see them in the tape and think well we have a stud receiver here too that we can do that with so there they'll need to be a counter for that one thing that will help a lot though is not having to spy the quarterback you can drop your linebackers deeper in those zones we like to play and and disrupt some of those underneath passes but yeah, it should. I mean, on paper, the defense should be fine in this game. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the biggest question mark is, of course, on the other side of the football, you know, NC State has the 30th ranked defense, as I mentioned earlier in the country, um, led by their, you know, absolute, he's probably an all-conference guy, the linebacker, Peyton Wilson. Uh, the kid is, is, is a definite baller. So uh, you're going to have to account for where he is on the field at all times. Um, if you're Shannon Dawson, but I think you're also going to have to figure some things out and scheme up, scheme up some great plays to get some guys open, uh, to make some, you know, make some some easy throws for for Tyler Van Dyke at least to start off the game. I think it's going to be important, you know, to get him to get TVD in a bit of a rhythm, uh, so that he can go out, you know, he can go out and get some confidence back, right? Because I think the biggest deal with him, which which I hate to say it, right? But it was a lack of confidence at some point. You see it. You see his body language on the bench. You see how he kind of plays. And I know he's always been that kind of quiet guy, but he's just been out there kind of, you know, 
going through the motions, it seems like. And I think that if you can draw up at least the first two or three drives where you know exactly what you're going to do with Tyler Van Dyke in this offense, I think that uh, that's going to be important for the rest of the game, the tempo of the whole entire game, right? Because, you know, a lot of people are calling for, hey, well, why don't we go tempo a little bit more? Well, the problem with tempo is that now if you get if you get into tempo and you go three and out, you've wasted very little time off the clock, and now you're putting your defense back on the field, right? And we all saw that if this Miami defense sometimes has a little bit of an issue with the with depth or they're gassed, then that, that causes a problem. You know, and, and it causes it's an advantage for the offense at the end of the day for them. We saw it in the UNC game. So you got to be able to manage the clock a little bit better, find the right plays, uh, you know, the right positions to put these players in on offense, make TBD. I don't know what are what the hell was that all about? Happy birthday, Vish? You got balloons? Are you celebrating? I, I I have no idea. This is gonna go out audio, but balloons went across my screen, and I am. It is Halloween, so that's a little creepy. Uh, it is a little Halloween there. Well, this is this is staying in the audio. But... <laughs> awesome. That was. But, but I, I I I don't have an answer to what the, I honestly don't know what that is. There are reactions, and I mean, I adjusted my hat, and maybe and that that's when it did it. So I'm assuming it was something I I did that caused. Uh, I don't know. There we go. The lighting is a lot better. I don't know why I had it. So, anyways, it doesn't even matter. It's just yeah. only going on audio, but no one's gonna see the balloons yeah. for you, Jazz. It was a, it was a one-time <laughs> show. Oh, was, they definitely showed up, though. That was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, I think it's gonna be important those first couple series to to really get TVD in a rhythm where he feels comfortable and he feels confident. And I think that. Uh, you know, if you do that, then you might be able to get a good outing from from Tyler Van Dyke. I hate that we're kind of, you know, saying you might get a good outing if you put him in a good rhythm. But I think he needs to step up himself as well and realize, look, there's no one on that team that's more, you know, upset or or understands how bad he played, right? It's TVD understands that. He knows that he needs to come out and he needs to play better football in order for this team to be a threat, to, for people to really be, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, looking at this Kane's offense and say, okay, we've got to watch out for for TVD and this offense again, because right now they're just they're going to zero in and key on that running game, right? Obviously, us having one of the best offensive lines in the country, uh, you know, our stable backs are going to be healthy and back at it this week. Uh, hopefully, you've got you know your full stable of backs potentially. Now you're talking about a running game that could be really you know really be an issue in this game. So you got to be able to open it up a little bit in the passing game because if not you're gonna you're gonna get too many people in the box and that's what they're gonna do they're gonna force you uh to throw the ball and they're gonna say we're, we're, we we dare you to beat us in the air so uh if if you can get the passing game going early i think you've got an opportunity to to, to really take this game and, and take control of it yeah and it, and to your point it's it's throwing maybe on early downs a little bit more than we did in that as much as we're going to be a run-heavy team, and and we and we need to lean on, like you said, one of the best offensive lines in the country and a stable of running backs that appear to be getting healthier, and we should hopefully have more than just Fletcher this week. Um, as much as you want to lean on that, the defense knows that too. This is a very good run defense. If they are playing the run on first down, and you just slam it into them. Even with our offensive line, you're not going to get a lot of yardage. And now you have TBD throwing in situations where they know the pass is coming. So 
I'd like to see us throw a little bit more on first down, you know, make easy, like you said, easy throws, simple throws. We don't have to be throwing for touchdowns in every play. Just get five, six yards, get it out quick, get, get, let him get into a rhythm, get his confidence going. And then, um, and then from there, then you can start taking more of those shots, which, you know, when there is one on one coverage, he can hit deep balls pretty effectively, pretty consistently. The issue he's had was when teams are set up against the pass, they're dropping seven guys in coverage. Him finding, getting through his progressions, finding the right guy and getting the ball out accurately has been a challenge. So the way you avoid that is throwing throwing early down situations where they don't have the luxury. If they're dropping people in the back in coverage on first down, then just hand the ball off and run all day. On that yeah. Player. But they're not going to do that. They're going to want to stop our run. So, you know, that's the time where, okay, you're throwing not against seven, eight guys in coverage. You're throwing against four or five. And, and that's where he can... Again, getting a rhythm, get his confidence back up a little bit so he can make some of those other throws he's he's been missing because they're, they're I mean throughout his career we've seen him you know make some egregious mistakes where you're like what what is going on here? But we've also seen him make a ton of there's not a throw he can't make. And right. so it's really it is a lot of it is mental in two ways. It's mental like I don't know what that was last weekend, but his confidence appears shot. But the other thing is, you know, mentally reading the defense correctly, getting the ball to the right guy. Right. That that has been a struggle uh, this year. He's, you know, he started off hot, and AM's a real team, and he lit them up. So it's not just the bad teams. I know people are saying it's just the bad teams. It's not. And he did throw for four touchdowns against UNC, who also might not be a good team <laughs> based on what we're seeing. But but he did have some. He had one terrible pick and was forcing the ball to X in that game. So it wasn't a great performance, but it wasn't. I mean, if you had that performance last week against Virginia, you win easily. So, you know, even, even just getting something closer to that would, would go a long way towards winning this game. So he can, and in that game he made against North Carolina, made several big throws. The other thing is like, if he's not able to run effectively, because I know he had a leg injury against North Carolina, which is why he missed Clemson, then he's got to just throw the ball away. If no one's open, we talked about this on the main show, which is also on this podcast feed. So check that out if you missed it, but you know, his, his, Almost trying to force plays that aren't there is a big issue. Is where the interceptions come. You know what? Throw it away and punt. Especially in this game, we know North Carolina State's offense yeah, is good. What are you trying to prove, right? Like, yeah, yeah. let's go out there, play within the within the, the the game, the scheme of the game, and 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 you've got enough players around. You've got enough guys that can go out there and make explosive plays for you, man. Like trust in that, and you're not trust. Right now, he's not trusting in that. He's not trusting in himself. So it's causing him to, to make these mistakes. It's also it's also especially in a game like North Carolina State, like they're they're not a high scoring team, right? So you don't need to score. Like it'd be awesome if we score a touchdown every possession. You don't need to. Sometimes the best thing you can do is throw it away and punt, and then pin them back and win the field position battle that way. Yeah. Um. And and you know one of the things against Virginia, all of our mistakes killed us in field position. That Harold trying to feel I don't know what he did on that kickoff where he like helped. Headbutted it back into the field of play. That cost us 30 yards. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that, and then that's why when we drove that ball and we punted, like we spent the rest of that quarter getting that yardage back because it was one of those nip and tuck games. This is going to be a similar style wise. They're very good defensively. They're not good offensively. Expect a game in the, in the low 20s, high teens. And when that happens, throwing the ball away and punting to win field position, especially with our kicker. You know, you're stealing three points there if you if you get to the 40, pin them inside the 10 with a punt, and then they have to punt out of there and they punt it to midfield. You're 10 yards away from a field goal. So 
So, you know, keep that. That's part of the game management that was just lacking against Virginia. And as you mentioned on the main show, it got away with what should have been his third interception, which would have actually lost the game because we were in field goal range and he throws it into double coverage at the goal line. The guy just dropped the interception. Like there was no reason to try to make that play in that spot. And I think that part of that understanding the flow of the game, understanding game management, this is not, you know, 2001 again, where we need to score 50 points because they're going to score 45. You know, we actually can play defense now. So manage the game in that, in that regard as well. If you, if there's no one open and you're not able to scramble, whether because you're injured, there's just not a running lane, just throw the ball away, put it in the stands, punt the ball. It's fine. Well, I think if you're controlling this game, you know, running the ball the way you should be running it effectively, you're going to control the, the clock as well, right? Which is going to give the defense enough time to rest, enough time for the offense to, you know, kind of put some things, some nice drives together and kill some time. And like you said, you know, they, they could have some really long drive and get a field goal out of it or get a nice touchdown out of it and still score, you know, 24, 28, 31 points and be okay. You don't have to score. It's not going to be a shootout as far as, as far as what I can see right now. So I think that if you, you know, if you follow that, you know, that recipe, you, I think you'll be fine. You just got to play some defense and, and run the football well and set it up for, you know, some decent passes and get some confidence in TVD again. And I think you, you come out with, with, with a nice W here, but you got to be aware, man. This is the ACC, and every team is going to be a tough play. You're you're playing at uh, you know a road game at night against a tough opponent in their in their house, and it's not an easy place to play there. So, yeah. And the other thing I would say is, you know, they need to the Canes need to seize opportunities. The last four games, you know, Georgia Tech. We remember we came back, took the lead, and then fumbled in air quotes. But that was a ten nothing game. Canes were up. And they let Georgia Tech march down the field for a touchdown, threw an interception on the next drive, another touchdown. All of a sudden, you're losing. Like, that happened so quickly. That's where you killed the game off. You're up, you just took the lead to go up 10 nothing. You get the three and out. You get the ball back. You killed the game right there. Virginia was the same thing after that pick six. You're now up. We almost – Virginia won the rest of that quarter 10 to nothing, and had the lead back by the end of the third quarter. Like, that's where you got to kill the game off. Said the defense let them – Obviously, look, TVD was the biggest problem there. The defense let them march down the field there and score. That's where you got to kill the game off. North Carolina, remember, it was 14-7, just scored after all those mistakes in the first half, scored to take the lead with, like, three minutes of half. They go now and get a touchdown. They're tied at that. You know, and we got the field at the end of the half to go up by three at the half. But that's where if you get a stop, you can go down score, go up 21-7, you, you know, get that margin place cleansed in so many possessions where it was 7 nothing and couldn't score. Like, that's where if, if the Canes get a lead too, we've not played well with the lead this year at all in these games. And so if you get a lead, you got to step on their throat. Like there have been opportunities across the last four games. It was like, are right, you can put this away here in the second quarter, or the third quarter, and we just haven't done it. Right. And as we keep saying, you leave a team hanging around and NC state's even better than that. Quality, yeah. Like hanging around that we've been talking about. But if you leave right. them, you know, if you leave a good team, especially in NC state, leave a good team in the game, they're going to make you pay for it. So Take advantage of those opportunities. There's chances early on to get up by two scores. You got to do it. Like we just haven't been able to take advantage of those 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 opportunities to put some of these games away and then end up in a fight at the end. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, what do you, What are your who are who? Let's go with who this time around. Who are some of your key players for for this game, bitch? I mean, it's it's got to be TVD first, right? I mean, he's got to play. Obviously, like. 
I don't think he'll possibly play as bad as he did last week, but he's still he's got to play much better. He needs to be good. He needs to be an asset, not a liability. Um, that's number one. Um, number two, defensively, that was by far the best game Cam Kitchens has played this year. He looked like the Cam Kitchens of last year, probably for the first time this year. Um, so for me, he's if he can continue to you know play that way defensively, it just takes the defense to another level. Um, and then the third one, you can't can't forget our man Borgalis. Because <laughs> I mean he he won that game on on Saturday, and that's just such a now NCC has a good kicker as well, who's made a 57 yard this year is good, but outside of 40 yards. So could be one of those games where if you let a team get to the 35, it's three points. Right. You know, and that but you know, Borealis just his ability to make every field goal is a is a huge weapon. I agree. Um, I'm gonna go with on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I went first and took like everyone, so no, it's all right. It's good though. It's good. I'm gonna say that you know, as good as they are, I mean the offensive line needs to continue to dominate. Okay, if the offensive line can, dom- can dominate the line of scrimmage, um, I think that TVD could have a good night, and the running game could be successful as well. I think we'd have overall we'd have a really good night on both, you know, both throwing the ball and running. So for me, it's all about the offensive line. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to dominate, and I think you're going to see, you know, Miami put up some points and get the W. On, on the defensive side of the ball, it's 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 the same thing, man. It's the uh, defensive line. Uh, you know, you know what you're gonna get for the most part from Ruben Bain. It's crazy to say that about a freshman, but it's so true. It's true, right? Oh, you, yeah. you need everybody else to step up their game again. Leonard Taylor needs to be the Leonard Taylor of two two games ago, um, and uh, and some of the other guys need to step up. Whether it's Harvey, whether it's uh, Chance Williams, uh, it, it maybe get get some more playing time for Jaden Wayne. We've seen him when he comes in. Uh, he, you know, he he does really well. Uh, from the edge, so uh, do we that, know know where Mesidor is injury wise? I, I believe they said that he may be out for the season, so I don't think we're going to see him. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see anything from this week. Last week, for some Mario reason, said he was coming back. Wrong. Yeah, but for some, I could be wrong, but for some reason, I feel like someone in the press conference this week said that he's out for the season. I could be wrong. Maybe someone can kind of uh, hit us up on. If you hear this, hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Uh, you know. Uh, if you heard the same thing, but that might be something to check out. Uh, Nigel Lee Kelly is another one. I know he's out for the year with a knee injury, so he had me. He has surgery. He's having surgery. So, yeah. You know what? You're, you're, I just looked it up. Um, so yeah, it came from Adam Lichtenstein. There you go. New so, Hurricanes now defensive end. Akeem Mesidor missed the remainder of the season due to injury. There you go. So uh, once again. It's uh, we're, we're told something in a press conference, and it's just not true. Because um, last week he's progressing, and he's about to get back out on the field. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, I mean, next man up there, uh, the interior needs to needs to get better as well. You need to continue to put some pressure. I know Harris, Harrison, Jared Harrison Hunt had a good game last week, uh, but you still need that big time Leonard Taylor and Ahmad Moten. Branson Dean had a really good game as well, so it's great to have him back. So if you can get, you know, Leonard Taylor back um, to playing <laughs> good football, then you've got yourself a pretty dominant interior line there as well. So for me, it's the interior line. Continue to put pressure on MJ Morris, make him make mistakes he's prone to, right? He's got 
six touchdowns and four interceptions in the three games that he's played. So I think that they're prone to make some mistakes on offense. If you can uh, cause them to turn over the ball a little bit, get some short fields, I think that's going to give some confidence to this offense as well. And Miami will be able to put up some points and win this uh, this football game. Yeah, the other thing to your point on the defense, like it's not really fair to them, but they've got to really shut down NC State's offense. NC State is not a um, is not a big good offensive team. They're a good defensive team, right? And if 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 our defense is letting them score and they're putting up points, it's then going to cause our offense to try to have to score again, like put up high point totals on one of the better defenses in the ACC, which. That's where we get into okay. TV is going to force the issue, and then you do not want to get just. I'm sure NC State's saying the same thing. We do not want this to be a, a shootout. Like they got to hold them down, you know, and 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 get like you said, get field position all that, but also just keep the point total down so that the offense can be patient with the running game and shorter passes to get TV in a rhythm. And they're not, you know, from the beginning trying trying to to chase the game. There have been several. Games where the team has started slow in North Carolina last week against Virginia, A and M was ten nothing before you could blink. Um, so they said they, so they can't afford one of those here. Georgia Tech obviously didn't. The first half was just like a, a mess. So you know this is a don't start slow and put the offense behind and ask them to chase the game because that's just not. And again, it's not really the defense has carried this team this year, and and I expect them to play well, but they really have to. I agree. What's your What's your final score? Give me a round. Give me a score. I mean, I'm going to this game. <laughs> it's just not been a great, great. I mean, I went to Temples on the road, so that that. So I'm one on one on the road this year. Um, I'll go Canes 24 17. 24 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Canes 31 20. 31 20. I think. 31. DVD yeah. bounce back game. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think we can do that. So I'll go thirty-one twenty gains, and then um, let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we know what we know what's next week, man. So uh, we can't look ahead though. As you say, it's very good. It's on the road, but right when that clock hits zero, we know what time it is. We know what time it is, and it, it could be game day. You never know. So you need to win. Yeah, um, we need to win. I mean, I mean, game day is like me. I don't think I want to go with Tallahassee either. So. Anyways, uh, keep it locked here. Make sure you follow us on the pod, subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. Um, And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. We'll be back with some more content later this week with uh, basketball. And uh, yeah, buckets is season preview for men's and women's because, dude, the season starts a week from today. They got they've got some ball <laughs> on both of those teams. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's that's gonna be a it's already here, man. Keep a lock with uh, Vish, Mel, and Matt on that. On and that. actually, while while we're plugging stuff, baseball is right around the corner, man. They've been scrimmaging. I know you're getting excited. You know I am. I know. It's almost I'm, time, man. It's just just coming. I feel like we're just. Feels like so we're ready. just getting eliminated by Texas, but I'm ready, man. I'm back on the horse. I'm ready to go. A couple of months away, and we're going to be oh, out there watching J.D. Artiaga's Hurricanes. That's right, baby. You're one of the Artiaga uh, regime, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll catch you guys later this week.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.